0: This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Lola V. Lola V is an award-winning hair care line by none other than Jennifer Aniston. They offer clean, plant-powered products for every hair type and texture. I just did my whole hair care routine with all the products the other night, and I am obsessed. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rina, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Welcome to Tuesday's episode. This is so exciting. This is... Such an exciting episode. I've had these guys on the podcast before, but it was different. We were doing it virtually. We had technical difficulties, which in this episode you will find out was their fault, not mine. But anyways, who's keeping score, right? So we recorded this episode in person in LA. I found a studio that is basically like a full service podcast studio. It's the first time, like what an experience. I just got to walk in with the guests record an episode and walk out. And they took care of everything, the video, the audio, they upload everything to a Google Drive. It was such a pleasant experience that I am looking forward to going back to LA in maybe March or April or May and booking some more episodes that I can record there because, oh my God, it was just so easy. So who am I talking to today? Well, I am talking to Kevin and Evan, And to be honest, I still don't remember who is who. They do explain it in the episode, but if you're listening on audio, I guess you can't really know who's talking either. It'll just always be a mystery. I just call them Kevan, get it? Like Evan and Kevin mixed together. Anyways, they are the dumb dads. And I'm sure that you have come across them on TikTok or on Instagram or on YouTube. They are always such a pleasure to talk to and hang out with. We had the opportunity to record some reels and TikToks together, which is always so fun because they are legit actors and understand how to put together skits. I just kind of like fill in and act as best as I can, which is so fun. And every time I leave... LA after meeting with them I'm like oh I need to do more skits like for a while after I met up with them in March I was doing the mom room hotline skits and it's so fun but yeah it's like who has the time right and that's what we were talking just like as content creators it's so hard to like you can't do everything and so You meet people who focus in these specific areas and they kill it, whether it be like podcasting or, you know, recording skits on TikTok. And you feel like you have to do everything to the best like that you can based on other people. Anyways, it's like a whole thing. You can also watch this entire episode on YouTube in video format, so go do that. Enjoy. It's a funny one. We cover lots of topics, lots of stories being told. So without further ado, guys, please welcome Kevin, Evan and Kevin, the dumb dads, to the Mom Room Podcast. Welcome, Kevin and Evan. Okay, who's who? Because I always mix it up. (laughs) I'm Evan. Oh, hi, Evan.
1: Hello. And I'm Kevin. Hi, Kevin. His name is Evan Kyle. Right. And a lot of times people just call him Kyle. Oh, okay. Occasionally I get called Kyle. It's not a good name situation it's not. for a team. Kevin it's and not. Evan. It's not great.
0: Okay, <laughs> I want to point out before we get into the main topics that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. These are the dumb dads. And you guys have been on the podcast before. It's episode 102. Mm-hmm. I went and mm-hmm. looked back to see which number it was. Mm-hmm. And... I'm gonna ask you guys to like kind of introduce yourselves and you know like talk about your families and how you guys became uh-huh. friends. And I know that's all in the episode 102, but we had major technical difficulties. Yeah, correct. And I just want remember you guys blamed me. Uh-huh. Do you remember?
1: Yes, okay. sort of. Yeah, we know it's our fault, and that's why I feel like we're in a studio today because yeah, yeah, you yeah. were like, I'm like, I'm These in a hole fuckers. on this because I'm gonna make sure it's gonna work. <laughs> We a hundred percent were like, "What are you doing wrong?" You've so what's I happening? I know, I know. It was our fault.
0: It, it was. It was our fault,
2: and we didn't know. It's. A, it was like the tiniest technical issue. Mm-hmm. It was when we plugged our mic into the computer, which we had done many times before. Yeah. It's. It was. It said, "Would you like to use?" like one type of audio would you like to use we used multi track because we thought oh yeah all both of our voices should be on a different track yeah but the power that the device needs to do that cannot be supplied by the computer and so it was like Cutting failing 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 but we could hear ourselves in our microphones yeah and we couldn't hear you so we're thinking like how why would that be something here like everything here
1: seems to be working fine
0: it's her we yes. had a
1: podcast the next week and it happened again. And as soon as it happened, I immediately thought of you. Yeah. Like I wasn't in their podcast anymore. Yeah. I went, Oh no. Oh my gosh, we are in a We're budget. the worst. Renee. I know, you guys are
0: probably like this fucking Canadian, yeah. like with your yeah. stupid oh, my technology. God. I'm surprised
1: they even have electricity.
0: I know.
2: The, yeah, I remember that. The moment <laughs> it like The little noise happened again. It was like this weird digital noise. Kevin and I looked at each other like, oh man, we're in trouble. (laughs)
0: We have to send an apology (laughs) card. So to get started, I thought you guys could just give us a little bit of background on how you met, because I like that story, and also how you got into TikTok, like how that all came about.
2: Sure. We both moved. He's from Boston. I'm from Seattle Mm -hmm. area. Moved to LA to try to do something in the industry we both wanted to be comedians actors a few years into it a mutual friend that we didn't know we didn't know each other suggests hey i've heard you want to do sketch comedy there's a sketch comedy company that's having tryouts one of my friends does it i think you'd be good for it sort of the same conversation happened with Kevin we both knowing like sure so i go we try out we get in and then they just put you in a cast of people and that cast of people is in charge you got to write a whole hour show of sketch comedy and do it live like every Friday for eight weeks, the whole thing. So it was, like, so exciting, so nerve-wracking to, like, test your chops and get, you know, really get going. And the first night that I was in this, uh, our director, Katie, one of our good friends, Katie, who was directing the show, we were sitting in her apartment, and in walked Kevin and his wife, Annie, who's also a very talented writer. They walked in, and we were in a show together, just like that. And we wrote a whole show, not knowing who each other were. We all brought, like, sketches that we thought were funny, and then... I mean, that's, that's the day we met, and that was in 2013.
1: Yep.
0: So you guys just remained friends and—
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, for my wife and I, we had just moved to L.A. at the beginning of the year. So we had been in New York. That's where my wife and I met. We were there for seven years, wanted to change things up. We knew we wanted to have kids and for some reason didn't want to have kids in New York. Can't imagine go, why. Go on the subway Can't once. imagine why. Go on the subway once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, go once. one time. you get it. So we moved to L.A. and like— you know we're spending the first half of the year trying to find a job, and then we're not like, like immediately jumping into the industry, but then, yeah, we started doing that, so it was like the first thing that we did when we moved out here and then we were in that company for a long time, and then we did a web series together, and then everybody started breaking off as you get older and then Evan had a kid, my wife and I had a kid, and then so then we kind of we were already still like in touch and talking to each other. But once you have kids, it's like, oh, it's a, even a better excuse to hang out with one another, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to have that companionship. So we did that for a while and then and then started the podcast first because we were stay-at-home dads.
0: So when would you have started the podcast?
1: We started the podcast in 2019, right before my mm-hmm. son was born. Uh, okay. My wife, I don't remember, I think it was only like a month out from my wife's due date. I already had my daughter- I haven't already had two kids so I was like this is a good time to start a podcast like we can like start it here I already kind of know what's coming for the most part so we'll be able to kind of document this and talk about parenting so we did that for a while and then when the pandemic hit and everybody's just at home nobody knows what's going on you're afraid to like be on the same sidewalk as somebody Mm -hmm. like it was gnarly back then that that's when we started getting that itch again of like being creative because we couldn't do anything and industry
2: shut down we had no auditions yeah we're just at home with our kids. Everyone's at home, and so it was like, but
1: we we'd always wanted to do something more together. We just didn't know what. So yeah, just like, yeah. Then my wife, my wife was uh, on TikTok first, and she was like, "You guys should get on TikTok." I had it for like, I think a month or two before I was willing to post anything because I was like, <laughs> "What is happening here? What is going <laughs> on?" It's. <laughs>
2: What is this world? It's a
1: jungle of activity on And I had to just like study it and just like watch all as many videos as possible and be like, okay, I think I know. And then we started doing that and obviously rocky start, but then stuff started going. So were you
0: guys like, okay, we're going to join TikTok and this is specifically what we're going to do. Like we're going to make these little, because you said you were into sketch comedy and all your TikToks are like little... Sketches. Yeah,
1: not necessarily. I but- would say yes in the in the fact that it was parenting oriented. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a branch off of the podcast, yes. which is why we're still, even though like our TikToks and Instagram accounts are way more popular than the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's still at Dumb Dad Pod because we started it as a branch off of like, oh, we could do something. To, I don't know, promote the podcast. Maybe we'll get some people, and then we. Were, but then, yeah, we kind of played around with the with the idea. And then we went back to Sketch. So
2: we had an Instagram account that we would just randomly post stuff to. I mean, we'd, like, take our kids to the zoo, and then we'd, like, post a funny picture and talk about it. and Or, like, you know, and then we'd post. We recorded again, so we'd post a picture of us recording, that kind of stuff. But Instagram, I think, I think they had video, but reels wasn't a thing. hmm so that's why TikTok started. So it was kind of like a platform, and we had t- we had tried to post stuff on we Instagram did
1: something videos, very stupid, called uh, Q tips, yeah, quarantine tips, oh, and we called them hey, Q tips,
0: smart. <laughs> and yeah.
1: we did that before we knew a TikTok. We was. did like we're, we're like, oh, we're doing videos. We're all clever. My wife's like, there's a whole platform, yeah, <laughs> like, which is great because it was like, oh, we can put this,
2: we put this somewhere it belongs, like these ridiculous ideas that we had, yeah. you know, and so. Then we're lucky enough to be able to flip it once reels took off, and now we can put we have we post on both platforms mm-hmm. every every day for the most part.
0: Yeah, I'm always amazed. For me, it's funny how like I was the reverse. I was like, oh, TikTok is like, you know, like growing so much, but mm-hmm. then my podcast is now much bigger than my social media. Is it things? I think so. Like most people, if they <laughs> see me, they're I wasn't, like, I
2: wasn't questioning. <laughs> <laughs> can we see some numbers, please?
0: But yeah, it's funny how that happens. You're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to like this is what I'm going to do now. And then it's like, oh, this other thing takes off. Like, Uh yeah. So what I'm impressed with you guys with TikTok is how it's so consistent. Like and I was thinking I cannot be consistent. Like, you know how I was trying to do like the mom room hotline things and stuff. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And like they did so well. And I'm like, but I can't. And maybe I'm just not like a sketch comedian person because then I get like a troll comment and I'm like, oh, this fucker's going down. And I'm like, video reply. Yeah. (laughs) But how do you guys not get sucked into like wanting to create any other kind of content? Like, I love how it's like you just stick to what you're doing and that's it.
2: I think part of it is because... Now again we're, we moved here to so we have both been in a couple commercials and done a few things here and there but we were thinking like if we could get something like this popular enough it might be able to have our agents like get us more auditions this is what we're mm-hmm. getting all geeking out about Is that
0: true? I always wonder that cuz social media is like mm-hmm. it runs everything I feel. Yeah. I was listening to this podcast and they were saying how like even big movies they will choose actors that have a massive following because it's like free marketing. Which is smart. It's like.
2: smart. Yeah, I mean, there's there's talent everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing, and especially in a city like this where people move. There's talent everywhere. There's talented people all, all over the place. So that's what we're thinking. Like, maybe we can garner some more auditions. We can get, like, help our, get our creative juices flowing that way or whatever. But then once it started working, we thought maybe this is a really good thing for us to be doing. Maybe maybe somebody will see something like this someday. So that's what's our focus was consistency. Like if somebody sees... Because, you know, it's, it, social media is very much like that. You see a video come through. It's got hundreds of thousands of likes, millions of views. You watch it. It's hilarious. You go to their page. They have nothing else. Mm-hmm. It's like one moment they had.
0: Mm.
2: So what we thought was if we can be consistent with our writing and our comedy and what our everything through a parenting lens is what we wanted it to be, if we can make that consistent... So if something like that happens to us, then they go to our page, then they'll see that it's all like that. It's all like sort of the same feel, the same vibe. So that's what what our aim was initially. It was like, let's just stick to like making this as consistently as good as we
1: can make something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we definitely looked at, as you're saying, we've looked at like the other whatever aspects of like social media, like other approaches to videos that you can make and – I've watched them and, like, because, like, oh, I, this person said this thing. I kind of want to do a thing about this. And then I will we'll watch a video where somebody did that. Somebody did a response to a comment or something. And then I'll go down the rabbit hole and go, I'm not interested in that. Of, like, <laughs> what the, like, repercussions of that is. Yeah. yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm so happy to make people angry. I love it. I love a nasty <laughs> comment. They, they fill me up inside. <laughs> me too. I love it. Because it's like it's so unnecessary. I don't want to. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of 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 that. It's no judgment anybody who does it. I just like I have more fun just like creating a sketch, filming it, editing it, putting it on, and then watching and going, "This sucks. I could have done so much better. You're an idiot. You should quit. Don't ever do this again." <laughs> and then doing it again the next day. Doing it again the next so day. Fun.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. You can go down the rabbit hole of all kinds of different stuff, but our aim is just always to be, I mean, there's enough for us to worry about uh, <laughs> being parents of little children and the stresses of life than to worry about something that somebody says that could trigger us into making some type of reply. It's like we just want to bring a little bit of levity to the insanity of parenting What <laughs> yeah. what we're trying to do.
0: How many TikToks do you put out in a week or like in a day? Do you guys post every day?
1: We almost every day. Six to a seven day. a week, probably. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We we wanted to do multiple and sometimes we do very rarely, because we'll do like a podcast clip and then put a video with it. But sometimes we only have time to just do the podcast clip. Yeah, it's hard. It's like one of those things like we do parenting content mm-hmm. and it's been pretty successful, but because we're parents, we don't have time to do more content.
0: Yeah. It's like the double
1: edged sort of like, man, yeah. if I didn't have kids I'd be able to do more content, but if I didn't have kids, I wouldn't have content.
0: This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. It is 2024. As busy parents, it's hard to completely overhaul our lives, but what we can do is make small changes that will make our lives easier. Simplify your kid's mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. And do you find it hard to shut it off? Because I try to be mindful of once Milo comes home from school, it's like, okay, Like it's done now because I feel like with social media, you can constantly be going, going, going like liking comments, like replying to DMs. Like how do you guys manage that part of it? And I guess I'm different because I story throughout the day. So mm. I constantly feel like I need to be like active in social media, and then there's my mom who like manages. She like Renee, somebody asked you a question in in your 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 post back there. Why aren't you answering it? I'm like, yes. mom, like. <laughs> so how do you manage? Because that? it's a
1: lot, mom. <laughs> it's so much.
0: I'm like, mom, if you know the answer, go answer it. She's like, like Frank.
1: Oh, don't give her that freedom. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> that's that's a, a dangerous game to play. That's a serious <laughs> yeah. rabbit hole. The first hour is. Like our, our cutoff. So post a video for that first hour. Be on top oh. of that video. Get reply to almost every comment if it's a, you know if it's worth replying to. Like comments. Respond and do all that. Then after an hour, the video either is going to get a life of its own or it won't. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of we will. It's not to say we won't comment on a on a comment after that. Sometimes we have, but it's like that first hour we're like trying to engage, trying to get it going, trying to make it pop. And then after that, it's either either will or it won't. And then it's kind of like that way it's not obsessing too much.
0: And you're able to like move on to the next thing. Yeah.
1: I mean, we're we're so
2: incredibly grateful for all the followers that we have, like what we've been able to do together. We used to work at a bar together and it was like probably going back to that after the pandemic. And was probably what we were going to end up doing. And we've been able to make this our thing. So yeah, we try to st- we try to if people direct message us, we try to reply. We I mean we do our absolute best to do all that. And it's just mm-hmm. sort of the similar, I guess. Our wives are also like, hey, if somebody left a really nice comment on something. They'll let us know to, in case we miss it or something because it's important to us to to. And I think for the most part, you know, we've never like paid for followers or done that promote your page thing. Like we feel like our followers are our organic followers and Mm -hmm. so that's it's important to us yeah to keep engaging with them how Mm -hmm.
0: old are your children
2: i have a daughter who's six and a son who's three okay my son is seven and my daughter's four
0: okay let's talk about family planning yeah and okay how did you know that you guys wanted to have a second because this is my struggle right now so i ask everyone now lately that comes on the podcast i'm like Mm -hmm. but how did you know like Did you have a conversation about it? Were you like on the fence or were you like, we know we want to have two kids?
1: Before we had kids, we wanted three.
0: That's me too. And then
1: we had one and we were like, maybe this is enough. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And then we, so we had my daughter, so she's three years older. So I guess when she was around two, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, you're getting older, like, especially on the, like the, I know a lot of people have kids older, especially in like big cities, like where mm. you're like chasing a career and stuff. You're holding off kids as long as possible. So it is one of those things that's like, hey, you either gotta do it or you don't. And so it was kind of that conversation we were having with our wife. So we would we would do that. And then it was funny because I think she was like nervous and in denial because <laughs> I remember like the first time she said, I haven't had uh, my it's weird. I thought I thought it's not my period by now. And I was like, She's pregnant. And it went like I think like a week before I like came home from work one day and she was standing there with a pregnancy test. She goes, I'm pregnant. I was like, I know. Yeah, I know. I've known for a week now. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't. You didn't Uh... didn't think you were. But it was important to us to, it was for our daughter that we wanted them to have a companionship. Mm -hmm. That was like the big thing. And that was also the window that was closing. I feel good about the age difference. They're almost exactly three years apart. And that was good for us because my daughter at three was old enough that there were certain things she was self-sufficient at. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to like juggle too. like my brother and sister-in-law, their kids are like, I forget what it is, but it's like a year and a half. So it, it was intense. They had a one and a half year old when they had their second. And it's like, that's.
0: My friend right now has yeah. three. They were under two. She has twins. And then they had a little baby. I was like, did
1: the twins first, and then they had one more. Yeah, you usually hear the other way around, and that's
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. a nightmare. Twins first, yeah. <laughs>
1: that's was our
2: situation. So when I was a kid, my parents had twins. So my younger brother and sister are twins, and they were all were all within like twenty two months of each other. Oh, okay. So I never. I grew up with a little brother and sister. So I always had my little brother and sister companions as Kevin said my wife grew up as an only child oh, okay, and always really wished she had a brother or a sister like some of her friends did and that was one of the biggest things that came down to it. We're it. I'm a little bit older we're both a little bit older than Kevin and his wife and so but we still felt that window closing even just in our own lives about how old we are and all these kinds of things so I wasn't sure I same thing I thought yeah two kids probably and then we had a kid and it was like I can't believe how—it's not like I was so surprised at how much work—it's it, a lot of work. But I was also—I couldn't believe how fulfilling it was to have a child and be with him and, you know, just—it was an amazing feeling. But I also felt like it could be enough, I think, if, if that's the decision. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very happy with that. I don't feel like the huge desire to—let's do this all over again. She wanted to, and so it was like, okay, so let's do it then. Let's— same thing, good age window, yeah. about three years. And so we just went for it and thought, they'll they'll be buddies and it'll be, we'll make it work. We'll figure out to make it work. But wow. I would never recommend, you shouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, this is the thing. People with two or three are like, oh my God, you know, like, I would do it again if I had to, but it's so hard. Yeah, no, you shouldn't do it. I'm like, well, that doesn't help me very much. No, I was
2: kidding. I mean, we've had this conversation before. There's something really incredible about, like if you know my wife and I'll be like in the kitchen making dinner or something and they're in their room like making each other laugh both making each other laugh giggling and then they run out both dressed up in something or they're coloring, and they both are drawing the same picture, and or they come in and say, "Look, we drew each other." Or, like those little things are.
0: It's always the little moments. It is. I mean, that's like,
2: exactly how parenting feels. I yeah. mean, whether you have one or five. I mean, I think that's when those little moments happen in your life as a parent, as a person as a as having little children. It's like a, it's like a, an emotion you can't describe, and mm-hmm. but you can only experience and have by having children and dealing with all the other shit that they do.
1: <laughs> they put you through. I will say the fear of going from one to two. Partly, I mean, I, I'm not speaking for everyone, but like partly stems from like how much your life changed from zero to one. Like your life completely yes, changed.
0: That's what you're like. So you're comparing afraid that's it to. Co-
1: gonna happen again, and it's not. Yeah, your house is already dirty.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: You already haven't showered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you can't yeah. not shower more. But there is that, like, when you go to a sec- like, have go from one to two. There is obviously more stress that comes with it. But like, for the most part, you- you're you're in a rhythm, mm-hmm. and I feel like when you have the second, it is kind of like, oh, okay, like this kind of works out and those moments as sweet as they are and i have we have those as well they're also nice for you cuz you don't feel like it gives you the break
0: mm-hmm. that's yeah. the
1: best part of having a your kid having a sibling is like they have somebody to play with i don't have to get on the floor my knees are popping anyway This is great. Uh, I
0: remember my cousin telling me when Milo was a baby, she was like, you don't want to be that mom that has to play with her kid at the park because you only have one kid. (laughs) I was like, and so like two weeks ago, I'm playing. Milo's like, mommy, mommy, come, like, come. Like he wants me to play, like get up on the play structures with him. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like I was thinking back to that comment that she said to me, but Milo's four right now. And Mm -hmm. like you were saying, I feel like if we had a baby he is so independent now. So it takes the stress off of introducing someone into the family that is completely dependent, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. But my husband was an only child as well. And he's like, It was fine. Like, I'm fine. (laughs) He's not fine. I think he has trauma. Doesn't he cut
1: cut people open for a living? (laughs) He does. Yeah, he's not okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We need another child. But when Milo was newborn, because he is a surgeon and he's so used to getting up all the time and Uh then falling back asleep instantly, I am not that way. Once I'm up, I'm up. He would do a lot of the nighttime mm-hmm. and sleep with the monitor and do like the nighttime feedings, mm. so I think he has like PTSD from that moment because he's uh-uh. like, he's like, I can't do that again, because <laughs> he was like working full time and I left scissors doing in night- someone. <laughs> I
1: was so <laughs> he's tired. Like,
0: he's like, I can't do that again. I'm yeah. like. It won't be the same. Like, I don't think we'll be as anxious as like second time parents. I don't. Yeah, I can't speak for you, but I don't
1: think you will. I also think that's. By the way, going back to that other comment, this such BS about like you don't want to be that with the play structure. Mm -hmm. Like, I brought both my kids to the playground, you know, like a couple weeks ago, and my daughter is still like, "Come do this with me."
0: Some people say that
1: it doesn't. That doesn't stop because like she knows her younger brother can't do this, but dad can, and dad can't. But like dad's lying to himself mm-hmm. and her and then does it and then he's <laughs> a, he doesn't feel so good after.
2: And can we just take a moment on this podcast to stop downplaying slides? I mean, slides are fun.
0: Well.
1: Not when you're 6'3".
0: Yeah.
1: You're done almost yeah. as soon as you start.
0: Like, I'm six feet. When, you're,
1: when you're already, your feet are already at the bottom of the slide. One, two, three. Okay. Yeah.
0: What's next? And, like, slides used to be <laughs> that metal. Do you remember? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then they would get burning hot in the yeah, sun. Because but now the sun. they're all, like, plastic, and you don't get as much, like, momentum going it's down. True. Did you
1: write a Yelp review?
0: I should. You should. You should write a very park.
2: yeah sternly worded Yelp review. Usually, right. it fixes most things, I believe. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they'll come put it in a metal slide. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, let's talk about default parenting because I'm sure. curious what the dynamic is in your families. Obviously, you guys are super involved dads, you were home. What is the dynamic in your family with regard to, like, one parent being the default parent? Or would you say you guys are both, like, it's kind of, like, equal?
1: It's a mess now. (laughs) Well, before my, before the pandemic, not before my son, my son was uh, turned one, like, a month after, like, the stay-at-home order came out. So for four years, I was the stay-at-home dad, and my wife worked from... (laughs) like nine, I forget, it was like nine to six or nine to seven sometimes in an office. And I would drive her there because we only had the one car. Or if I had nothing going on that day, she'd take the car. But usually I would drive her with the kids because then you have options to go to the zoo or park or whatever. So I was the default parent on a lot of that stuff Mm -hmm. for four years, obviously with like breaks here and there. But And then we had a good rhythm on that. And we had some interesting, quote, gender swap dynamics of like, you know, because – stereotypically, the mom is the stay-at-home and the dad is working. And I remember my wife and I have talked about this. We've laughed about it because, like, who cares? But, like, there had been moments where she came home from work. I had a I had a day. Mm. I'm, like, stressed. I've been with the kids all day doing this, that, running around. She comes home and she's like, I had a really stressful day. I need to go for a walk. And you're just like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Enjoy
1: your walk. Thank you. Go for, <laughs> go, go for it. I, I just, like... I could have used that text message like an hour ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, so this wasn't such a... Because you came home and 100%. my heart started oh my to God. sing.
0: This is like you're <laughs> speaking my language.
1: Yeah, <laughs> So it's weird, yeah. So we had that for a while. Then the pandemic hit, and then the state home order came, and then my wife is now working from home with us. And obviously for this first while, we're all just hunkering down, but then when life started go back to normal, my, my wife is still working from home. Her job has just kind of pivoted into that, which a lot of jobs have. Yeah. So default parenting is kind of all over the map now, and around the same time, us as the dumb dads have kind of—this has become a job now. We're doing brand partnerships, and we were working with other companies, so— now it's, like, a weird, like, who, not default, it's now, like, who can do that right now? Mm-hmm. Including,
2: including our the, family. Sometimes it's, all four kids are with my wife right now.
1: Yeah. Because oh, she has the that's day off. Because so nice. my wife doesn't have the day off. My wife's working, so his wife's off. So, all right, let's, let's bring the kids here and we'll come here and do this. So, there's been this, like, weird, it's, default has now turned into who can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, on a lot of stuff. Uh, there was one week we were really busy doing something. And my wife did everything and it felt weird and I felt bad because she still Dugsy. has a job. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. she still had a job and she's still like doing the laundry cleaning the house and I was like in and out every day and it was weird. So we don't have that. But for a while I was the default parent and it was it was cool. I will say, as much as there's so much stress to it, I get to say I got to do that and I yes. get, I, I'm happy I got to have those moments in those years. Mm-hmm. And that's, the stressful stuff doesn't stick with you. You remember being stressed, but yeah. like for the most, besides that like funny story, which is like objectively hilarious to me of my wife saying she needed to go for a walk. Like <laughs> we have laugh about it later because nobody was wrong in that scenario. I think that's the funniest part of that scenario. This mm-hmm. is
0: what I try and say all the time. Like it, I yeah. am not saying anything is my husband's fault. I'm saying this is the situation. Mm -hmm. So with the comment section, thanks. Right? (laughs) And that was gonna be my question for you guys. Because I talk a lot about like a lot of stay-at-home moms Mm -hmm. relate with things that I talk about because it is those like nuanced situations of my husband comes home from work and I'm so excited and he starts doing laundry and I'm like, (laughs) like I just want you to be here like with Milo and me and not like go off to do something. And then a lot of it's usually men in the comments are like (laughs) oh, okay, like, you know, it's so difficult to watch Netflix all day and your husband comes home, he's yeah. working a job and he's coming home and doing laundry? Like, yeah. So wh- how do you guys interpret those comments? Because now you've had the experience of being home and being the default parent, so are you like, oh, this...
1: Do this- you get the comment? I don't get it a lot, but we've gotten the comment a few times. Do you ever get the comment of, it's always a man who will say, I was a stay-at-home dad for a while, and to be honest... Not that hard.
0: A hundred percent. We've
1: gotten always. that a few times. Then you like, weren't. Then you weren't doing it. Then you yeah. weren't. Parenting. I should have. I should have. Like just. I, I usually just ignore it. But I should just comment every time. Just going. What are you doing, man?
0: <laughs> you guys could like video reply in Sketch. Yeah. You know that I would could. be. We could. That mm-hmm. would be good.
1: We could. We could. We could I did like, on the daylight.
2: Go TV after some one. people. Yeah. It's. Yeah, we've done it before a couple times. We focus. I mean, here's the other thing too. Is like, obviously, we're not the kind of content creators that like. Just throw out the phone and film something really quick and post it because it's a thought or whatever. Like we curate what we're posting, we write it. Yes, we it's write very it.
0: Curated, you
2: know. Yeah, I mean, it's and some of the stuff that we do, it takes a couple days to make it. You know, so it's it, our stuff is is different in that sense that we post. I mean, it's like I guess just much more curated. My wife's worked from home for a long time, so we've sort of the default parent thing is not a mess like Kevin said it's just in the moment who can do it she still works from home though so that's like and we live in a pretty small space so like her office is also in the living room so Mm -hmm. a lot of times if you know when I've been there and the kids want to play it's like no she's on a conference call we have to leave the room and go somewhere else But, yeah, I mean, that's where – I mean, that's where we – when our kids were little, little, we would take them to the zoo or to the park or wherever, Mm -hmm. you know. But when my – yeah, but that's the thing. The pandemic just kind of, like, reset everything because my wife was starting to, like – she would go to the office, like, twice a week probably. And then it was, like – there's a few times where it was, like, three days a week, and then there was a lot of rumors, like, they're probably going to bring more people back into the office. So it might be a lot less working than pandemic, and it was, like – 100% 100% we're from home until further notice, and it's been like that ever since. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of – but it is all over the place. Our, schedule is, our schedules now are just insane. So, I mean, it's just – it is like mm-hmm.
0: – People are always like, what do you do in a day? Like, what do you – and I'm like, every single day is so different.
2: Well, because our kids are in yeah. school and our little ones are now finally in preschool, which is something we desperately needed mm-hmm. <laughs> because how busy Kevin and I were getting – now we have like a little Monday through Thursday we have like a three hour block where all four of our kids are in some sort of school and that's where we can get a ton of our stuff done film something or write something yeah but other than that I mean there there are because of that I guess are there are rehearsed things we both yeah. still do school drop off for both of our kids and school pickup for both of our kids. Mm-hmm. Our ki- our two little ones go to the same little preschool. So we pick them up, and then they go to play at the playground for like an hour where they're talking for another hour about whatever, posting, who messaged us, we need to respond to this email. Like, So our office hours are like, we probably have like four or five office hours a day. Sometimes it's like this hour, and then three hours later we have two more hours. And then, you know, when we record our podcast, we go to—we film in Kevin's house in his little office. We do it, like, Tuesday nights. We start at, like, 9 o'clock. You know, it's all just—our schedules are just sort of
1: everywhere.
0: I'm always impressed that your lives are always at the exact same time.
1: We only go live once a week, though.
0: Yeah, I know, but it's always at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, like, I need to do something like this. Like Uh, Part of it was, like,
2: a good excuse to spend time with our families— not having to watch kids because we're doing something or because we've, we, our families get along really well. We love each other very much. We love spending time with each other. Mm-hmm. And so it was sort of an excuse to like, well, we, could, we should go live more. We never go live. Okay, well, let's just do Thursdays at 6 o'clock mm-hmm. and then we can have dinner together. And then we don't really talk about podcast stuff or anything content-wise. We just sit and talk as families and our kids all have dinner together and stuff. They all get to spend time together. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of an excuse to like, let's not lose that though. Let's not, this is, you know we spent a lot of time together before we started doing all this stuff because we enjoy each other's company so much so it was kind of an excuse to do a little bit of both
0: to kind of like maintain friendship and not have it always be work related yeah I want to talk about bedtime routines because a couple weeks ago, my husband was like, our bedtime routine is, I don't know if this is elaborate or this is normal. So we do like bath time around 7 p.m. Every day? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're in a drought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're in a drought. Next Pass. <laughs> next, no. quest,
2: next, next comment.
0: Our child is squeaky clean. <laughs> and
1: our kids are squeaky.
0: Then we go to our bed. We put him in his PJs. He has his snack. We watch some shows. It's like an hour-long thing. Okay. And then one of us goes and puts him down, like reads a book, whatever. Mm-hmm. And Do you guys alternate that? It's Who goes in
2: and reads the book and...
0: Who brings him to his room? Mm-hmm. It's who he wants. We say, Do you want mommy to go or gotcha. daddy to go? Mm-hmm. And he, sometimes he's on a daddy kick, sometimes he's on a mommy kick. Sure. And yeah.
1: Oh, he alternates it pretty good?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So.
2: I'm not welcome in that room. That's <laughs> <sighs> oh, s- no? pretty much how that goes. Yeah. I'll let you finish, but we we'll, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we do that. And then we do like the bath time and the, like when we're in bed, Um, like watching TV and stuff, we do that together. We have since day one. mm -hmm. And I always find it interesting when some couples are like, the mom does bedtime routine consistently. And I'm like, well, then how do you like go out of town for a night? Like how do they take over, right? Because then kids get so attached to the one parent. So I really Mm -hmm. like the situation where like we can both do everything. Mm -hmm. But the other day my husband was like, how long do we have to do this for? <laughs> like is he is he going to be like 13? Parents? No. <laughs> is he gonna I be think 13? a while. <laughs> and like we're sitting here watching shows with him. I'm like, "Yeah, when does bedtime routine end or become less of like a significant like hour-long thing? And also when do they start to bathe themselves where you can be like go have a shower, go How old is he? He's 4.
1: <laughs> you have some time. I mean, my daughter is like on the cusp there. She now, she just likes to enjoy a bath to herself, occasionally the shower. Mm-hmm. Her bedtime routine has gotten really funny of how like she's just becoming her own person and we love it because every night now she, ha- she goes to bed, she brings several different flashlights. She's got a, a little <laughs> unicorn that lights up. She brings a stack of papers and a pen and she just goes to bed and just lights up her bed And you can sit with her and talk to her for a while, and she's very welcoming of that. But for the most part, she's just drawing pictures. Last yesterday, she was doing her own, and and this isn't a flex. Like she's a good student. She's in (laughs) first grade, like whatever. But she was like making up math problems yesterday in her bed. She was like, "All Johnny has eight apples," and she just like drew a picture. And I was like, she just likes to draw and do weird stuff. So like that is. Kind of going away, but we still do the milk. We still do like milk and stories almost every night. Some nights, if it gets out, like if it gets late, it's just like, oh no, that was your bedtime routine. Like that's what we will do a lot. Like we went to movies in the in the movies, not in the park, but at his kid's school for like their PTA fundraiser. We all went there. It got out at like eight thirty. Got home at nine, and we were like all right, guys, let's get pajamas on, brush teeth, we're going to bed, and they're like, we're going to read books? No, that was that was the movie that yeah. we watched. Mm-hmm. It's too late for that. And they're pretty good about that. Even my three-year-old is just like, okay, fine. My three-year-old's a little bit of like scumbag, where yeah, he, every night, he's like, I want mommy in my bed, like, no to you, like, looks me in the eyes, like, I don't want you in my bed, get out of here. I want mommy in my bed. And I'm like, all right, cool. Mommy goes in the bed, then, I you know, say I say goodnight to my daughter, I leave the room, my wife leaves the room like five minutes later my son comes in and goes daddy you didn't cuddle me Aww. and I was like get out of here <laughs> you just want an excuse to get out of bed yeah <laughs> I'm not playing that game yeah. right now but I don't know I don't know when it's gonna end but we just kind of just keep doing it it's definitely going to end like my daughter is kind of signaling that like I would be okay if you just shut the door behind you know behind mm-hmm. me I like you, she, you can tell that she's like and she's a very sweet loving kid and Loves to, like, cuddle up on the couch and stuff still. But, like, you can tell she's kind of, like, enjoying the me time at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Some nights Um, Milo's, like, kind of, like, needy and he doesn't want us to leave. And he's, like, one more book, one more book. But sometimes he is so into what he's doing. He always goes over to the nightlight with his little toys and he's, like, playing mm -hmm, in the nightlight, mm -hmm. like, so he can see them. Mm -hmm. I had to, like, move the nightlight from high up to, like, bring it down so he could play Mm -hmm, with his toys. And sometimes I'll be, like honey, like you shouldn't play with the nightlight because like, it's dangerous because he sometimes will try and unplug it. And he'll be like, mommy, you can leave now. Mm-hmm. You can go. <laughs>
2: Those comments are not welcome in this room. Yeah. At all, so, yeah, He's
0: like, you can go now, mommy. I'm like, okay, like just don't <laughs> electrocute yourself, please. <laughs> <laughs> We're downstairs He'd... with the monitor, like please. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, the lights flicker and you're like, oh, I'm going to head back up there. I yeah. bought, I bought because I couldn't find it. I, I don't, I went to, like, a big box, like, hardware store. I went to, like, a, a parenting store. I don't know, like, there was a shortage or something, but I couldn't find one of those, like, outlet covers for uh-huh. the kids' room. So I went and I bought, like, an outdoor one that looks nice. It's not, like, the metal one, but, like, a plastic kind of, like, outdoor outlet and drilled that onto their <laughs> outlet because I was, like, it's next to my son's mattress. Like, he's laying down. Uh-huh. He can reach and just <laughs> grab the outlet, and it's, like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with that.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. And what is your bedtime routine? Is our it bedtime, an hour long?
2: It's probably somewhere in the vicinity of that. Okay. I mean, we probably start 8.15 or so. Like, let's go brush our teeth, put PJs on. So maybe,
0: what time maybe do your kids go to bed? Maybe not that
1: long. Like, our kids go to bed essentially at I 8.30.
0: Okay, similar, yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Well, because, like, we will always say, like, real quick answer, we'll say 7.30, Dave, I'm... Don't know the last time I went to bed at seven. Time. I think like yeah. seven thirty is like it's not when bedtime routine starts. Like that kind of starts at seven, yeah. and then I'd say an hour minimum if you're including like if you're including bath time, two hours because now they like don't bathe together.
0: Oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah,
1: that changes the game up. It's like it's fine because you can kind of then you can give them their own personal time, which is nice. Like mm. at that time, so like my daughter's bathing, then we can like read board books that my daughter. Would hate, and then vice versa. We can we can sometimes do that. Sometimes I like to read together, but you can swap it up. But he can take it about an hour and a half sometimes. I mean, yeah, we don't bathe every night. So, but to answer
2: another part of one of your questions, my son is seven. He showers himself. We, oh, we say you got to so go take a, go take a shower. But he's probably been doing that since six. He's probably doing that. He's seven now, but he's been doing that since and he's it's about just six. shower? Yeah, we convince oh. him to. Sometimes he likes to take a bath, but we eventually we convince him to take showers because he would, like, complain, like, I don't want to go take a bath. He's like, you know, when the kid's, like, whining because they're doing something and you're telling them to stop what they're doing and go take a bath or something. But we're like, just go take a shower then. You'll be done in five minutes. You yeah. know, if if all you do is go in there and clean your body and come back out, it's five minutes, like, you know. And then every time we convince him to do that, he's in there for 25 minutes. I can hear him in there, like, pretending. He's in, like, a rainstorm. He's fighting <laughs> warriors or whatever. He's in there yelling and screaming that he's doing, it, and you're like, whatever. Just... <laughs> you're like to tears earlier saying oh, I didn't want to, have to go take a bath. Now you're in there having That's great time. literally like, kids.
0: No, no bath. I'm not getting in the bath. Yeah. Okay. Now you're fighting them to get out of the bath. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Make it make sense.
2: 45 minutes begging them to get in, and an hour to get them out of there. Like yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I would say, I, I joke that I'm not allowed in the room, but they prefer for mommy to sit and read them stories. Mm-hmm. And about, like, once a week or so, they ask if I can read one of the books or something. So, and you um, just the way do they, such a bad job. So Yeah, no voices. Big words. Yeah, big, well, I just skip past those. Yep. So, yeah, so my wife sits in there. And now the other thing is, too, like, we we sit in there with them until they're pretty much asleep. They share a room, and there's like a little bunk bed situation. We'll read the stories. We always read two books. That's what we kind of limit it. Pick two books. You pick one. You pick one. Mm -hmm. We'll read those. And then once we read those, then the lights go out, and then probably sit there for 10 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. It only usually takes about 10 minutes or 10, 15 minutes before they're both like pretty much, if not asleep, you know, asleep enough to where we can leave the room.
0: Did you guys ever have bedtime, I call them bedtime battles? With your kids? What do you mean? Like, they don't want to go to sleep. Like, if we stayed in Milo's room, he would never—well, he might fall asleep eventually, but he—
2: He's better if you just leave the room in lights. Yeah. I mean, not necessarily—my son, even at seven, still, like, can you please sit with us for a little bit? Like, he just gets afraid he'll have a nightmare or something, so that's part of the reason. Mm -hmm. But once in a while, because he's of that age now, we'll do, like, maybe, like, once a month or so— on, like, a Friday or Saturday night, we'll say, oh, like, you know, my wife and our elbow and be like, you want to stay up late tonight, you know? And so we'll put the little one to bed and he stays up and we, like, watch Aww. watch something and play video games for, like, a half an hour and then, you know, just hang out until, like, 10 o'clock mm-hmm. until he's, like, really tired. And some, he'll think, like, we're going to stay up all night together, like, cr- we're going to be crazy out here. <laughs> but really it's, like, watch a show, play a video game for half an hour. Then he'll, like, get a little more comfortable on the couch. And then after about 10, 15 or so, he'll be like, I think I need to go to bed. Because he's like, I can't go. with mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't do he's this. He's like
0: me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. He's <laughs> already like an bed. adult. He's like, I, listen, I need I got a big day tomorrow. I got to get to bed. So I think maybe sometimes that helps a little bit with, like, sometimes it's okay to stay up late if you're not tired or whatever. And yeah. sometimes he'll ask as well. Yeah. If he's not tired, he'll say, can we stay up late tonight? And they're like, no, it's that. Wednesday. So
1: no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but maybe Friday. <laughs> Yeah, we definitely have bedtime battles, and it's just it's just consistent. It's harder with our six-year-old because if she just keeps coming out of the room, she just keeps coming out of the room. The three-year-old's a little easier because I will just – it's funny. You forget to do it every time, but like kind of – I mean, obviously, whatever works best for your kid works best for your kid. But for us, what works best is like – and we forget to do it until like the fifth, sixth, seventh time where he comes out. There's no negotiating. There's no talking. Which we forget because he'll come out and go, "What are you doing?" And then he talks, and then you talk, and you send him back to bed. And then he comes back out, and you're like, "Buddy, we just talked about this." And then like, it happens like four or five times, and you just realize, like, "Oh no, I just got to scoop him up. Don't Mm. say anything. Mm. Put him in bed. Tell him I love you, so he doesn't think like I'm being a jerk." And and if I do that, that'll eventually he'll stop coming out. The excuses as to why they're coming out of bed are. Infinitely
2: hilarious. Oh my. God. Yeah. Like, we were podcasting at his house like a couple weeks ago, and his little kid comes in, and we're like about to hit record. And he comes in the room, and he's like, Daddy, and we're like, No, no, no. He's like, You got to go to bed, buddy. Sorry. And he goes, Yeah, but we need some tape. I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. Wait, what? What? No. <laughs> First of all, what is going on? In no, no, uh, never mind. I don't want to know the answer to that. Just go to bed.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> it's like, our like, kids.
2: Just some tape, and we're on our way. You guys are going to go. We just need some tape.
0: <laughs> they try and like, Milo will be like, oh, mommy, mommy, mommy. And I'm like, yes, honey. Like as I'm leaving the door and he'll be like, he'll be like, I. He's like, come on, you have Sharks eat fish and then Mm -hmm. they die. And I'm like, okay, honey. Have so a good do pescatarians. honey. So <laughs> do
1: uh, uh, Good night. <laughs> yeah,
0: like the, the the stuff that comes out of their mouth, like because they just don't want you to leave the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, attitude. I heard you talking about. Mm-hmm. I think it was your daughter mm-hmm. having attitude as they're getting older. She's six. Mm-hmm. Milo's four, and it's hilarious. And yes. I think he he's getting it from me. Like, and he <laughs> uses things in the proper context, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And if I like pick the wrong show, like I'll put on YouTube on the TV, and I make it like he'll be like, "Oh, that one right there." Put on a show, and he's like, "Does mummy the freaking frick? Like that's not <laughs> that freaking." And I'm like. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, you want to be like, this behavior is not okay, but it's also hilarious and so it's also cute. how we
2: behave. It's also how we behave. <laughs> yes! So yeah. The most important thing is not to laugh.
0: Oh, it's so or, hard. I'm or, like, like,
2: react in a way that, that, that they know, but in the moment, it's hilarious. I mean, speaking of attitude, where were we? I think it was at the movie screening that my wife was talking to my son, oh, and he yeah. was like, can't, <sighs> we just, can't we just go do this thing whatever he's asking can I just go do this thing she's like sorry honey no and he's like well why not and she's like starts to explain and he's like but I want to go she's like hold on and so he, she's like explaining why and so and he keeps just nagging her about it as not even letting her finish talking yeah. about it and then she's like explaining mm-hmm. what's going on what's going to happen this is the rule and he goes will you just let me finish <laughs> and she was like oh wow okay let's all just take a step back here for a second (laughs) it's
0: like funny when like adult things come out of their mouth like sometimes Milo will be like I want to do what I want to do and I'm like
2: yeah welcome to the club
0: stop talking to me (laughs) and I'm like (laughs) uh (laughs) like what do you say yeah I love it so much yeah
1: I my daughter, like, part of it's like, yeah, they're they're mimicking your behaviors. And then some of it is just like, I don't understand what's wrong. I just told you the truth. Like, mm-hmm. I think my wife drew a picture once. And she was like, what do you think of this? And my daughter was like, oh, that's not very good. And my <laughs> wife was like, oh, well, that's not very nice. I worked on that. And she was like, I know. And I love that you worked on it. <laughs> but it is not very good. <laughs> it's just like, are you gentle,
2: yeah. Childing me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was really like, okay, that's fair. She told my wife, and this is like, but we just remember, wait till you draw a picture next time, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> we don't say this in my house. I can confidently say we'd never use this phrase in my house. So she must have heard it from school, but it was ve- or from like a show or something. But the other day, they were in the car, and I think my w- I forget what my wife said, but she was saying doing some saying something silly. And my daughter just goes, no, mom, shut up. And my, my wife goes, what? And my daughter immediately just like bawled for like the Aww. rest of the car ride. She's like, I don't know why I said that. Sometimes my <laughs> mouth does does things before my brain can stop it. And I just say things. And like she felt horrible. And my wife was laughing. She was like, that's very funny. That
0: you has know. happened like when Milo in like a outburst like will hit. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's not nice. Like, once he processes that, like, he mm-hmm. hurt mommy, and then he starts bawling, and I'm like, okay, now I feel like shit. I know. Because you're upset that yeah. you hit me across the face. Like,
2: oh, I was parents
0: so- can't win. I
2: feel, I've, I'm in your camp. I feel, like, then I feel guilty that I was real about
1: it, or I don't know. It's, that's a weird thing. Uh-huh. I'm good with it. Kevin's fine with it. I'm good with it because... <laughs> It's honest, you want to be honest with your kids. I would For sure. I would like my daughter to know she upset me. I'm not yes. gonna milk it,
0: mm-hmm. and I think
1: that's important, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I yeah, yeah, like I don't want like I'll try to console her and be like, it's okay, don't worry about it, but 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 if I have a real reaction, I, I'm okay with her being upset with the consequences of doing something or saying something that hurt me uh, or hurt my wife or you know it's not very nice, and it's like she gets upset and it's like cool. Because then at those, least
0: you know they're understanding what happens. Yeah, and, those, happens. and those yeah, I, mean, moments, I think that's
2: important too that they the, understand it. But yeah. still, it's
0: It's not
2: like seeing my kids cry. You know, For Who, sure. In those Kevin moments, loves Those moments,
1: kids cry. it's just <laughs> It's, Favorite past it's one. In my corner, you know? <laughs> we don't get any victories. I don't even get showers. Why, it's like it's a prison. It's
2: one little tiny victory. But either. you
1: remember <laughs> those moments as a kid, when you were a kid, those moments that like mm-hmm. sucked, that mm-hmm. like still make you cringe at two in the morning or on the car, like by yourself.
0: I like, can't believe I did. Like, oh,
1: I said that, you're the worst. But those, like, help shape your character. And if they're not the worst moments in the world, like, yeah, it sucks your kid has it. I hate watching my kids cry, but at the same time, you're like, all right, this is this could be worse. I'd rather this happen here to me every time than happen out there in the world. And I
0: guess what's the alternative? You want them to be like, ha, 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 suck Yeah. Like, I guess it's the response that you would hope that they have as a human.
1: Right. I guess that's my point. Yeah. It's the the empathy is, like, pouring through Mm -hmm. out of their eyes. And it's great. (laughs) So, I mean... (laughs) I think you're right too it's it's that's that's
2: part of uh I don't really know how to say this the ugly side of parenting or like that the stuff that's like that's part of teaching people how to be people, I mm-hmm. guess is like like there's tough moments as well, but that's we've all even at this table have had what we consider a tough moment in our life that changed our way of thinking about something mm-hmm. you know, and that's the little things that we teach our kids and have experiences with our kids Kevin says it right I'd 100% rather be there with them in that moment Mm -hmm. to teach them through it talk them through it than hear all about it and how it went and what did they say to you and what happened you know later shut up
1: to the teacher it's a whole different ball it's a whole
2: different ball game (laughs) and like and those moments are going to happen in their life when they leave the house and have jobs and all these things and that hopefully you've coached them through how to handle some of that kind of stuff. You know, if they if they make a mistake, how it, how do they respond to making a mistake, you know?
0: So speaking of hard moments, the other night, this was like two nights ago, we were at a restaurant and Milo's, like he's fine, like doing his thing at a restaurant. They seated us next to a piano, like what the fuck are you doing? Like <laughs> I have a four-year-old and Milo was sitting like his chair is here, the piano's here. And so the whole time he's like, <laughs> looks at me, I'm like, no, don't, don't, don't. Mom, what is this? I'm like, it's a a piano. And Mm -hmm. he's like, I like piano. But anyways, in the middle of dinner, he all of a sudden just said, and I'm going to use the name Zach. It was like one of his little buddy at school. Like we had recently played at the park with him and they were like best buds. And he was like, Zach told me today that he didn't want to be my friend anymore. And I was like, put my fucking nacho tip down. I was like, what? Like, what? Like, my heart shattered. Yeah, I felt yeah. so bad. And I feel like as he gets older, things like this are going to happen. And it's mm-hmm. so hard as the parent to hear that. And I was just like, well, maybe he was having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And So have social things with your children ever come up?
2: You're going to be so surprised how dramatic something like second grade is. Uh, it's wild.
0: And to them, it's such a big deal, and it means It's a huge day. deal. Yeah. I mean,
2: again, they, they've only collected so many experiences throughout their life, especially ones outside of the house, mm-hmm. especially after living two and a half years inside of a pandemic. Yeah. Right? So school and social stuff is like learning and fast forward for them right now, I think. And the stuff that my son will come up and say, like, I picked my son up from school, get in the car. How's your day? It's a good day. Two really bad things happened, and then he'll go over what those are, and those are like that's a bad thing, wow, how is that a bad thing? You know, like a ball, the tether ball hit my friend in the chest and she cried and it makes it sound like the day we barely recovered from that, which is like, okay, was she fine? He's like, yeah, well, yeah, she was fine. I was like, okay. But the way he frames all that stuff, like, there was a huge dark moment in my day today that we all barely made it through. It's like, what? That's it? (laughs) You know, or or like, we were all, one of my friends or this kid that we know that we used to hang out with and play with said something to our friend Mm. that upset her. And so we were all mad at him. For her, all of us were so, so that was t- it's like, oh my god, <laughs> this is crazy that like that shaped his whole day, you know, that yeah. something like that happened. So,
0: and he'll probably think about it for
2: weeks, he'll think about it for a yeah, for a few days at least, uh-huh. and then, and then they, but then at the same time. Next week, it's like you remember that kid that did this. Yeah, well, he said sorry, and then we had we were drawing today. He drew the funniest thing. We all laughed. We're all really good friends now. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, <my> exactly.
0: God. <laughs> I know. And my mom always said she's like, it might not seem like a big deal to you, because like on paper, even when Milo was younger, like two, three, didn't want to get in the bath mm-hmm. because he couldn't bring in his new like Buzz Lightyear.
1: Mm-hmm. That was
0: an electronic toy, and he would have a meltdown because that's like his best friend. And he can't bring him in the bathtub with him. But as a parent, if you're just looking at it without putting yourself in their shoes, it's like you can't bring the fucking electronic toy in the bathtub. Like, right. get over it. Like, this is stupid, <laughs> right? I know. Mm-hmm. But, but all it is to... is
2: him, you saying, you can't do this. Yeah, That's all like, that he's processing. He's like, my
0: best friend, like, I have to part with this thing and leave him there. And, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to get him back. Like, no, if I you know. put yourself in their shoes, it is a big deal. It and is I, a big I deal. And I, I remember my mom being like, you can't minimize things that they think are a big deal. Like yeah.
1: It's what they're going through. Yeah. It's like think about the job the the job that you had that now looking back was a dumb job, but you'd get so worked up that like Chelsea called in again and now you've gotta pick up this and none of that mattered. But it's all you were going through <laughs> yeah. at the moment. That's the same for them. Like to them, the most intense thing they're going through is second grade, is first grade. My daughter does go through those emotional things. I will say she does not understand the world of crushes and it's oh. very funny. She gets so annoyed that she basically cannot have a friend who's a boy without everyone being like, "You have a crush on so and so." It infuriates her. What
0: grade is six?
1: uh, She's first grade.
0: First, oh yeah, first grade.
1: But she like she'll come home and she'll just be like, "Everyone thinks I have a crush on Zach." It's just so annoying. I just like chasing him because he really scares him. (laughs) And you're just like, (laughs) "Great, that's awesome." And because she doesn't under, understand the full spectrum now, like, she hasn't done it in a little while, so I think we're finally getting off that train, but she was talking about, like, her best friend, and she's like, yeah, I, I, just, love, I just love playing with her. I don't have a crush on her, but I love her. Does that make sense to you? And I was like... Yeah, it makes sense to me. Okay. It's just, I don't have a crush on her, but I love her. Does that make sense? I was like, yeah, you're one. Right, sorry, you're first grade. None of this makes yeah, none sense. None of like, it makes any crushes sense. Crushes don't make sense. It's fine. You're on the right track. But they do get traumatic about a lot of things.
0: Yeah. Are you guys looking forward to the teenage years or not? Yes and no. I feel like a lot of people like warn me. They're like, oh, just wait till like teenage mm-hmm. years. It's awful, but then I also talk to people, and they're like, "I actually love the teenage years, like the conversations I can have mm-hmm. with my child." Like,
2: that's so, what I'm looking forward to the yeah. most is that you're really. It's like as soon as you have a kid, you think like, "It's gonna be like my little buddy," you know, like yeah. my little friend. We go everywhere with. We're gonna go to the store together. We're gonna do all, everything we do together. We're gonna do together, and then it takes a long time for you to even really have a, any sort of a conversation with them, yes. anything at all. And then that conversation is pretty minimal because they're a new person. Yeah. <laughs> so. I really do look forward to that stuff. It's intimidating because those conversations are also are going to involve things that terrify them mm. or that make them really nervous for real reasons. You know, those kinds of things. But things
0: that you as an adult can probably relate to. And be Yeah, like, oh, yeah. So like, I, feel I feel like feel I for them, I feel you know? like I'd right. probably
2: better prepared to teach them those kinds of things as opposed to, you know, the things like you something as simple as you have to remember that it's their feeling in the moment that's it's a big deal that he can't bring the toy into the bathtub yeah. when that's the simplistically the only thing he wants, and you're like, it's, I can't really explain to you why some toys are run on batteries, and it would ruin it, and then to be upset that it wouldn't work tomorrow, and because you're not going to understand all that, mm-hmm. so it's hard to to relate to that point of view, which makes raising little kids very difficult. I think not to say it's going to be easy when they're older, but I think that's the point is that you can relate to a little bit more of it at least.
0: Yeah, and you know? I think also you get to see. All your hard work has mm-hmm. formed this. Hopefully,
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That's I mean, <laughs> that's the goal, right? That's
1: <laughs> a bold <laughs> assumption that's going to go well. Um, yeah, I'm definitely interested. I'm, I'm like fascinated by it. It's like, how is this teenage years thing going to be? go? Because I mean, it was so fun when we were working at the bar and my daughter was born. I had like the classic like regulars at the bar. That were just there, they were there every day, <laughs> and like I, I I'll ne- I I think I'll never forget this because I was just like I just came back from paternity leave, and everybody's like, "Congrats, man! That's amazing! It's so it's so awesome having a kid." And like one woman there was like, "Until they become teenagers and they're pieces of shit, yes. and they don't care about you anymore." And I was like. <laughs> So I just had a kid, and like, yeah, that's what you're bringing to the table.
0: <laughs> that's what I feel like. Do you want another
1: martini? That's no? what
0: people <laughs> say to you if you complain about anything to do with raising little kids. They're mm-hmm.
2: like, oh, wait until they're Yeah, yeah, which is
0: like every time. Yeah,
2: which is also then it's another way of them they just put their entire experience onto you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm.
2: I might like it a
0: lot. Exactly. I might like so, a So what has been your favorite stage of parenting? For me, it's right now. Like Milo is four. I never wanted another child. And now that I see what's on the other side of like zero to three yeah. and a half, yeah. I'm like, I would like another one of those. Mm-hmm. I'll have to go through those years. I did not enjoy. Like, obviously there's really good moments, but like once he started crawling to until about like three and a half, like so difficult. Difficult, yeah. And it's just not my vibe. Like I'm like, <laughs> like the four-year-old, I'm like, I love this. Like I'm obsessed with him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, looking back, like, yeah, those times were, and I can almost attribute to, it with, at least with my daughter, we went like camping every year for like the first four years of her life. And it was, it was a good representation of like, how it was as a parent. Like, first one, super easy. Was it almost wasn't even like parenting. It was just like sustaining a plant. Mm-hmm. And because, like, we went camping, mm-hmm. brought the crib that could fit in the tent and like put it down and then got to camp. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like almost not even there. Then, the, like, as you were saying, the crawling stage, terrible idea. Never bring your kids camping if they can't walk. No. But um, oh, yeah. they're crawling. It was awful. Horrible experience. Hated it. I would say I'm in kind of the sweet spot now, mm-hmm. like you said, because I've got this six-year-old that still loves playing with me and doing stuff and is still so excited to show me her drawings and her ideas and tell me things and is not afraid to say something or tell me an idea, which is like awesome and exciting. Mm -hmm. And then I've got a three-year-old that's a mess, but he's great. (laughs) He's so funny. He's such a wild guy. So I had that sweet spot and I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, it's like teetering on the edge of like, it, we might, this might be my favorite. Yeah. I feel like it's always for me going
2: to be a moving line. Like it's probably always going to be currently because I have, mm. looking back on what it took and what we've gone through together as family and parents to get to where we are with our kids, I think it's probably always going to be where I am now. Mm-hmm. But I will say, two years old, three years old, is just hilarious to me. They look cute in everything you put them in. Yes. They've just learned to speak a little bit. So they say funny things incorrectly. All that little stuff I think was just hilarious to watch. These little kids, you know, like little little kids. Was I think I'll look back and think it was just such a funny little time. When they have like their they first have their first little inkling of like their own little personality. It was oh, yeah, so yeah. fun to watch. Mm-hmm. So I, that's always probably gonna be currently, but I always I love that moment for both my kids.
0: All right, so to wrap up, because we're running out of time, what are your plans for the future? Where can people find you online? Is there anything exciting? I'm still waiting for my call to be on a sitcom.
1: Oh, well <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, just ask so a question. Ask unfortunately, question. so are we. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> 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 so I'm waiting.
1: But you can find us at Dumb Dad Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and we are the Dumb Dads on YouTube, and our podcast is the Dumb Dad Podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. This was so fun. Thank, Thank you for you. having us. Well, I-